0: Hey, this is Karen, and this is Decon... Nope. Hey, this is Karen, and this is Deconversion Therapy.
1: Do I not get anything? And I'm going to just turn my <laughs> mic down and let you go?
0: <laughs> Today, we're doing a solo show. It's what you guys have been Ooh. asking for, <laughs> begging for.
1: <laughs> this is Bonnie.
0: That's Bonnie. <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day. Oh, and I'll talk about him in a little bit, who had no idea that you and I are in two different locations, which makes me feel like a gearhead. So Bonnie and I have been doing this podcast now for over a year, used to be every other week, then I forced her into every week, then I started crying, and we'll (laughs) take a little break in January to get caught up with everything. But we both grew up in the evangelical church. I know that I was definitely on fire for Jesus. Um, we got <laughs> saved. It was all real. So don't come at us with the, you must never been saved. So before we get going too far, what you could do for us would be subscribe and then rate us and then write a review. But mostly share it with your friends anywhere that you have social media where people know um, that they're not going to judge you too hard for sharing what we do.
1: (laughs) That's a good free Christmas gift. Here, (laughs) here's, here's
0: some stuff to listen to. That's right. Turn on this trash. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, we would appreciate that.
1: Apparently that's how they find you more and that's important
0: when people Karen, share Karen
1: tells me when when you subscribe and rate and review
0: that's very true algorithms all algorithms yeah i heard something nope i read it this week that <laughs> apple actually judges things by how many reviews you get like even though we've been going for a year if we had like 50 people suddenly review us all in a month That puts Mm -hmm. it on the radar and all that. So,
1: That's what I was going to ask you. Are you sure about this over a year thing?
0: Yes, because I have the date when we started. Now, we did a sucky promo where it's like, hello, I'm Karen, and I'm Bonnie, you know, and it was two minutes long, and I think we started with episodes in January, though. Oh, cool. I think. I don't know.
1: Happy anniversary. I know. Where <laughs> are
0: my presents?
1: <sighs> anyway, I sent you a
0: card. You did. It was really good, and I appreciate it.
1: When, when The other day I had um, a fun time with my back going out, and Karen was gonna, getting ready to call me and tell me about how she met Josh Harris. Um, so we said, I'll tell you about it on air, or whatever this is called. So... Why don't you fill me in? Well, and should we remind people who Josh Harris is? No, let's remind people
0: about your medications you were on, because I think that's more fun. <laughs>
1: that's so stupid. I had a back spasm. And of course, I was convinced it was a kidney stone <laughs> well, or could be. And I that's right. uh, <laughs> so So, you know what? The greatest thing ever is urgent care. I love it. You can go on a Saturday. Well, it's urgent.
0: I went to one a few months ago, and the woman was a ding-dong. But she gave me the wrong drugs, and I took them, and they worked. Oh. Because she misdiagnosed
1: (laughs) me, so it all worked out. (laughs) No, all I got was a muscle relaxant, which just knocked me out but made me have the best dreams ever. Oh. Yep.
0: Yep. I need, I think I saved some hydrocodone.
1: From no something one no you're not supposed to take those
0: i'm are in you? tennessee it's the law
1: no no Does doesn't say that it? Is, is that an opioid
0: yes and then you become addicted karen it's, it's not
1: a joke it's not like how people say they're addicted to alcohol it changes the structure of your brain
0: i hear don't you don't do it i need it. that
1: No, not that way. I'm
0: just waiting (laughs) for for Bonnie to say, turn this off. I really need to talk to you about this. No, don't worry. I don't like to swallow pills. Um, (laughs) That's why. It's a gateway (laughs) drug. uh, Uh, It is. (laughs) Something. I don't know. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah. So, Josh Harris... uh, Wrote a book on purity culture. I kissed Stating Goodbye a long time ago. And, uh,
1: sounds like you're saying that that's what you did, that that wasn't the title of his book. It's
0: two <laughs> different sentences. That's right. He wrote a book, period. And the then, title of the book. So I, um, Uh, Yeah, he was coming to Nashville for something and wanted to hang out with some people. And I don't like to leave my house when people say, hey, there's this concert coming. There's this author coming. Do you want to join? I'm like, will they be? Performing in my living room, I'm not moving. I don't <laughs> like it. But I'm like, you know, I'd regret it if I didn't go. So I drove, and there were just about, I don't know, five. <laughs> so or I three. drove. I want credit for that because I hate driving in Nashville at night. It's like 45 minutes from here. Anyhow, um, there were about five or six of us, and uh, some are. Either
1: so there were five or six of the of us, meaning he was like meeting up with a variety of people.
0: Yes, and he didn't know any of them except one guy. One guy, I think, wrote the foreword for that book and has since deconverted. And oh my gosh! <laughs> another one um, was the host of a popular podcast called Everyone's Agnostic. And mm-hmm. then the other one was Dave Warnock, who I love, who I think everyone should follow. It's What is he? Who is he? He does something now called Dying Out Loud. He has ALS, doesn't mm-hmm. know how long he has left. And he Ugh. and um, the other guy who did uh, Everyone's Agnostic, they were both preachers and they've deconverted. And so... You know, he's just going around the country, speaking, doing any kind of talks for whoever wants to hear him about yeah. how to really embrace and how to really live life. Because you can only nice. get it from a perspective of someone who really knows that the talk that the clock is ticking down.
1: So, and and, and in theory, we all should know that exactly, but we can't. Like our,
0: our minds don't wrap around it at all.
1: So, There's a denial thing in the human condition,
0: exactly. And if I take hydrocodone, supposedly I'll understand and live more. Um, Don't joke about that. Okay. I just do math. So the thing, it was it was good. It was just a few of us sitting around, and uh, where did
1: you go? What was the what was the venue?
0: A little brewery. You know, we have hipster breweries on every street corner here. And Nashville is the quintessential. All the churches are on Broad Street and all the broads are on Church Street. So uh-huh. it, it <laughs> really is. So uh, the bars are around um, Church Street in any way. It was really good. Uh, I asked Josh, I said, I'm not going to mention, you know, anything about you. To, and he said, I don't mind. So that's why I feel I can just say this, that he's just this really sincere, honest, sweet guy that's just mm-hmm. doing his own thing, you know, raising his kids, doing right. his work. Um And anything that he wants to address or say to people about his faith or or the book he's written or any of that, it's up to him. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say anything like that. But I can definitely say uh, for people who are wondering, okay, he made this announcement that he is regretting that he wrote that book and that he's gone through a divorce and everyone is tearing him down, all the Christian uh, online things
1: and I don't didn't think, he take the book out of publication at least he tried intentionally?
0: I, I don't okay. know what the publisher did with it right. I don't know but I do know that uh, I don't think he's come out with any real statement and I'm not going to give one for him except that he's just really sweet and he's a kind you know when you meet people and you look them in the eye and they can keep it just a second longer than the other people you're meeting and then yeah. like a connection so I felt very akin to him um, nice. I met some other women that were there and that was good and yeah that's about it so anyway he I don't know uh, he's been very coy with what he posts mm-hmm. and I think that's so smart because it makes people run in c- circles trying to figure it out so he posted a picture of me, which a lot of people have not seen. What you and I look like, um, <laughs> but I'm the better looking one. That's what see because that's Bonnie, true. Well, Bonnie's never going to show you herself, so she cannot prove me wrong. Um, now you have the et- eternal young face, which I now desire with injections. <laughs> so he posted a picture of he and i and he tagged our our podcast on instagram and mm-hmm. within 24 hours we had 300 new followers and people oh my god trying to join different things people were writing him saying yay we know what karen looks like now and I was waiting to see how long our little private closed Facebook group called Deconversion Therapy, how long it was going to take someone to find it if they ever did. And they did. And they were like, Karen. Um, And my mouth was all jacked up. So I'm mad at Josh because I think I was about to smile or the angle's weird. Anyway, I look like a stroke victim. (laughs) and it's You know, it wasn't the cute a crooked smile like katie holmes it was like half the joker so (laughs) it was bad so i'm like he said he had just been listening to us on his flight down so um that was really great so he's a really great guy and
1: that's all i have to say about him very nice yeah um so on to another <laughs> another topic. Since we're uh, getting into Christmas, um, <laughs> we've already talked about the singing Christmas tree at our church. Yeah, um, so we didn't want to do a whole show about the singing Christmas tree again. Although, so, you, it, it, <laughs> what I will go ahead and post the
0: video again of when the live camel came through and fell on the audience.
1: Yeah, the camel, they were dragging this camel, yeah. not dragging, they were guiding this camel down the aisle, and it just toppled right over onto people in the pew. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, But we were talking about any Christmas memories, and I think the one Christmas memory that I that is church-related for me is that somewhere along the line, Of uh, or or about the time that we were seniors or juniors in high school, they started doing a Christmas Eve midnight service. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember them doing that before. No. So, yeah, I think. But I think it was Mm -hmm. all geared toward keeping us from going out and having fun with friends (laughs) who were visiting town and drinking. Really? I don't know. I thought they
0: were, like, stealing that. So there ended up being, like, this weird movement that they're still into of, like, oh, let's get back to some of the early Christian things and traditions and all that stuff. So having a Christ mass the night before. Right. I thought that's what they were doing. But
1: who's... I don't know. know? I, I have all sorts of conspiracy theories because hey. I figured... That was a way to keep us occupied in church as opposed to having a good time on a holiday. And you know what else it is? No. Another offering. Oh, my goodness. You're so jaded. <laughs> did they pass that plate around? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I did. Um. Okay, so the other Christmas memory that I can think of that is church-related is because it's you-related. Um, one one Christmas, I got a set of drums, and they were promptly given away. I don't remember. <laughs> well, I assume that they were given away because who the hell gives a kid a, a, a set of drums?
0: Me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, they were given away to your brother.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. That's hilarious. So they were green. Oh. They what? had a groovy picture on the front of, of you know, some people who looked like um, a very bland version of the Partridge family. <laughs> right, right. Um, so anyway, after those drums, your brother got a real set of drums. And I just remember thinking, why would they give my present away?
0: It was oh. a big mystery. Um, well, you did. You hit it twice, and your mom was like, get it out.
1: I, <laughs> I was like, okay. make it go away. <laughs> Then, um, here's my, my worst Christmas as far as presents. When I was in eighth grade in secular school, (laughs) they taught us home ec. And because I took home ec, apparently my family decided, let's give her all cooking related things for Christmas. So every box got worse. I was like, what? A frying pan? Is this because I learned how to make an omelet in school? Crisco. Yep, frying pan, uh a spatula also, you know, potholders, just boring, boring. I'm like, is this the end of it all? And it's just present-wise, it's just gotten, you know, more boring since then. But see, that's the
0: that's what you desire as a parent for your kid to have a freaking interest so you <laughs> can theme those presents because otherwise you're, you know, you're struggling. Stuck. Yeah. Like when my girls were really into makeup, I was like, "Yay!" you know, it didn't matter what I got them. I knew they were they were happy. To do that. So my mom tried to make me collect things and she Oh, landed, I know where this is going. Yep. Landed on the Schwartzky
1: crystal animal. That is not how you pronounce that. You gotta try it. Borovsky.
0: <laughs> gonna uh, get
1: backlash. Seinfeld.
0: Um <laughs> but they were these, you know, they look like big diamonds, but they're not. Uh, shaped like a little mouse or some little turtle, and all these things. And she would save that to last, like, This is your big present. And every (laughs) year I fell for it, and it was so (laughs) sad. And now I feel like such a privileged white bitch because I'm like, like, Yes, I hated getting crystal. Yeah, when your family decides for you to collect something and you're just like, oh great. Right
1: so now. What? But you know what? The good part about being an an adult is you can take it back. You can no, but I'm no, no, I don't mean return it to a store, but you can take back like you need to get me fun stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. now. Yeah, I'm absolutely we all tell grown-up better. toys. We want this. We want that. And for me, it's definitely uh, like useful something. Right. I don't want knickknacks. I don't want to, you know, anyone to waste their money with a pair of socks.
1: And I want I want experiences. Exactly. Because as one of our high school friends just posted on Facebook, it's all we have are the memories. You know, his mm-hmm. house, his childhood house was getting demolished and he was talking about memories are always with us. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's why I go on a trip. That's yeah. the best present ever. Okay. So speaking of going on trips, I just want to tell you about something that I'm a little bit obsessed with. And every time I tell people about it, no one ever seems to get me one for Christmas. But do you know what a Kaganer is? A Kaganator? Kaganator? No, it's a Kegner. C A G A N E R. No. Okay, so it's a tiny little statue. It's a figurine. Mhm. And it's in the act of defecation. Oh. So it's it's squatting and pooping. Nice. So on the little pedestal where his legs are attached, there's also a blob of poop. Fancy. So this is a Catalan thing. It's Spanish.
0: Okay. Um,
1: So what they do in nativity scenes, they will hide a little Kaganer somewhere. So (laughs) in the nativity scene, you look around and there's the little guy who's a figurine pooping. I will get you one. Well, hold on. Uh (laughs) Okay. Because um, the tradition has existed since at least the 18th century. According to the Society of Kaganers. (laughs) Are those poopers? Is that people that poop? No, it's just friends of the Kaganer. Um, It's believed to have entered the nativity scene by the late 17th or 18th century. Isn't that crazy? I... Yeah. It's a big tradition. Um So it says Christmas decorations will consist of a large model of the city of Bethlehem, similar to nativity scenes of the English speaking. And then the Kaganer uh, is, is presented um, as the central setting with the child in a manger and outlying scenes, a washerwoman by a river, a woman spinning shepherds. And then there's the little guy pooping.
0: Do you think Um, that that's us? That the we were prophesied back in whenever they made this statue and they're like, one day there will be some people <laughs> and it'll be shitty and it will be deconversion therapy. <laughs> Two dummies
1: shitting on things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's us. Now, do they have a little statue of my dog Forrest that they put in there to then eat the poop? <laughs>
1: Um, even though we all know dogs eat poop, it's still kind of funny to admit. Mm. (laughs) And I feel like he's going, mom, why would you tell them that?
0: (laughs) My friend, when I was saying, God, my puppy's eating poop. And she's like, you know, you can get this stuff that you sprinkle that will make them not want to eat it. And Mm -hmm. my mind instantly was like, how the hell? do I go and sprinkle all the poop that he does? And then I was like, oh, maybe I can make like a harness behind his back that when he poops, it sprinkles on the, p-. and she's like, you put it on their food. i like, I knew that. Um, I know. I didn't understand.
1: So let me just finish with the, the traditional uh, yeah. Kaganer thing. They now, they do a ton of them with, celebrities and sports figures and the like. So there is a Roger Federer Kaganer. Oh. There are Smurf Kaganers. There's Prince Charles. There is um a Trump Kaganer, I'm sure. Well. Simpsons Rafa Nadal. <laughs> <I laughs> so heard if you ya. I heard be a
0: Okay, I'm looking up Kaganer. I see just like a Dutch man, so I'm gonna have to look up more.
1: Go to Wikipedia and there's a picture of a shelf. Um like there's Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That is just crazy. The Dalai Lama. But my favorite theory of what it represents is the fact that Jesus came to this earth and he, like all of us, was human and pooped.
0: I'm sorry, Bonnie. Can you... all that?
1: <laughs> Is it in the
0: Bible? We take the Bible literally. <laughs> we take the Bible very it? literally. Is he in there? No. So he didn't poop. Um... Well, talking about, like, the origins and everything, uh, when I was doing my first year teaching high school as, like, a student-teacher person, I was super (laughs) Christian, went to our Baptist college, and uh, was doing this in South Florida. All my students were great. All, yay, yay, good time, fun. And there's this one contrarian boy, and he has, like, Every contrarian student I've had since him looks exactly like him. (laughs) Sort of stocky, uh, good looking. Messy hair. If he wasn't (laughs) so angry. Um, No, pretty neat hair. Pretty neat. All brunettes. But he decided (laughs) to write a paper on the origins of Christmas. And I didn't know what to do because it was all like the real fucking origins about how it was pagan and it was, you know, the the winter solstice and everything that we see now has nothing to do with Christianity unless you go to church or nativity scene. But, you know.
1: So um, you were spiritually conflicted?
0: I was, uh, there was... This part of me, cause we didn't, ah, damn it. We didn't have the internet like we do now. Okay. Whatever.
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> but <laughs> we're, I was definitely like, this isn't right. And this is blasphemy, but I can't say it and I'm not going to say it. And he's just misled, um, <laughs> But there was still a little bit in it because he was saying it that I thought, I think this kid is smarter than I am. So, (laughs) But I can't say that because I'm in a position of authority. But now I'm that same kid. I'm (laughs) like, wait a minute. All of this, like everything from the Christmas tree and the mistletoe and the reindeer and Santa Claus and the actual date. None of this has anything to do with the Bible, but it was stolen and transformed, and I don't know who did it, if it was Constantine or some other person you can write in and (laughs) yell at us about it, but it was totally ripped off of the existing holiday. So that's why, Mm -hmm. personally, I celebrate Christmas I say Merry Christmas because if my attitude and living the way I live starts to peel away the religiousness of it like it already has, then we're just taking it back. I don't care.
1: You mean taking back the term Merry Christmas?
0: Yep. Taking back Christmas itself because I... Uh, You know, it wasn't original to Jesus. Jesus was not born then, even if he did exist. We all know this. Scholars know it. So I don't care that I'm celebrating it. I'll give gifts. I'll take gifts. I'll say Merry Christmas. A lot of people have gone through like religious trauma or mental or emotional trauma and cannot do Christmas, think about it, et cetera, and there's absolutely no judgment there. That's fine with me. That's what everyone gets to do what they want to do. Um, But I almost want to take back Christmas with a vengeance.
1: You can can say Merry Christmas to anybody when um, I don't think it's an offensive thing. I think Happy Holidays is all-encompassing. And just more um, business-wise Included. appropriate. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I always say happy holidays in general, but I mean, I don't. It doesn't bother me to say Merry Christmas if someone says it to me. I'll say it back. It doesn't bother me. No.
1: And can I tell you an analogy of this? Is on Mother's Day, I'll be going through the line at Trader Joe's or something, and somebody said to me, "Happy Mother's Day," and I was like. How dare you? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why I got in my brain. I was like, how offensive. I'm not a mother. That's it. That's everyone assumes. (laughs) (laughs) Happy mother's day. My ass. Anyway. Um, so about the saying, Merry Christmas thing, we've got one client who is very, very right wing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he, <laughs> um, when we were writing, um, a business related holiday Christmas card to him, I wrote in there, happy holidays, just as a nice little subtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he calls me the other day and I think it's going to be about something business related. And he said, I just wanted you to know, got your card. We're not sending out card that's cards this year. And I'm a Merry Christmas guy. And I'm like. Great. Uh, Why do you feel the need to tell me? That's it. Um, Yeah, It's just, it's a weird thing. Like if I said to you, like, have a happy new year. And you're like, I'm a May celebrator. That's right. I'm
0: Chinese New Year. So. Yeah.
1: Like, don't, 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 don't you recognize that I celebrate the month of May? (laughs) (laughs) You have to say it like there are those churches And parts of the
0: religion, you know, religious experience where they feel it is um, a witness to Jesus and that they if they don't get that point across that they aren't following the Bible. And we just went that through that with the wake up Olivia situation with Bethel Church in California.
1: Oh my God! You've got to tell about this.
0: One of, I guess, their worship leaders. Um, but
1: pretend that I don't know anything about it and tell people.
0: Okay, Bonnie. So thanks.
1: There's this
0: church that I think might have been normal at one point, called Bethel, or however you want to pronounce it, in California, Redding, California. Um, what's his name? Last name Johnson
1: is the pastor.
0: And who,
1: by the way, looks like Fred Armisen. So I thought that this might be a hoax at one point.
0: Oh, if only. Well, yeah. (laughs) So go ahead. Um, she and her husband had a couple of daughters one of them died suddenly at the age of two, which I know of someone else that this happened to. So, unfortunately, SIDS can still happen, yeah. even at that age. I think they're going to do, well, maybe they're not going to do autopsy. Um, they
1: will. I read about it.
0: Okay. Uh, but
1: the so girl tell passed
0: them. away, and so the mother and I guess the father believed that she was going to be resurrected, that she was, uh, someone called it, um, a demon slayer. She was to grow up to be a great demon slayer and powerful and all this. So it wasn't her time. And so I mm-hmm. guess it sort of morphed into that. This was the enemy that would make her die if they believed Jesus was going to resurrect her. Now, they haven't touched on that because, to me, that's really tricky if that's how they were believing since they prayed for that girl's resurrection. It started into an online hysteria mm-hmm. and a hashtag wake up Olivia. And it was around the clock. They would show in the church people running around praising Jesus celebrating calling on her resurrection yep and the praying
1: mother- to resurrect a dead child i know and her name's <laughs> olive
0: right and so i mean we got to day 3 we got to day 4 mm-hmm. impeachment was going on i didn't care it was day <laughs> 4 i'm like <laughs> what is happening i would get on social media And the mother would post, it's day four, it's a great day for a resurrection. So she said that every time and every single comment was, we believe this in Jesus name, um, Mm -hmm. on and on. And I didn't see any detractors. And then Mm -hmm. I realized someone must be going in there and taking them out because anytime there was like, one woman posted, I pray for comfort at this mm-hmm. time during your loss that Jesus will be there. And a woman jumped on that person and said, if you don't, if you're not going to go with the flow and mm-hmm. ask for uh, Jesus to resurrect her, you're not wanted here. And I mean, it. it's, it went yeah.
1: crazy. And then... They had a GoFundMe set up. That's right. Which is the part that baffles me. Yes. Because I get it if they need money for a funeral, but if they're planning on not having a funeral, what were they going to do with about $50,000 that got collected?
0: And They said medical bills, but... I guess... If she resurrects, uh, yeah. So I can get into some of the more morbid stuff, but I'm dead serious about, you know, if you really are feeling that. And when I was a Christian, there are lots of times that I was believing in miracles with other people. And there is a um, group dynamic that goes on and anyone who's been mm-hmm. in a church and doesn't despise music like you now, <laughs> and they go to a charismatic church, they know exactly what I'm talking about when you, as a group, get into that feeling that something powerful is going to happen, right? But if they were really believing that, which I think they were, you know, were they calling the coroner every hour to say, can you please check on her? Right. somebody
1: staying at the coroner's office. Totally.
0: Because you know, they're in those little drawers and I can imagine what's going through the mother's mind if she thinks the kid's resurrecting and trying to get out or I have no fucking clue, but it was so mental. And for
1: that, it breaks my heart because if you really believe in that, that it might happen and it doesn't, I, I just can't imagine what gave them the idea that it would happen. And I think... I mean, they say, well, we have a precedent. It happened with Jesus. Well... I know. It's so...
0: It's hubris. like, yeah, but it didn't happen with Billy Graham or Martin Luther King Jr. or, mm-hmm. you know, any, even any of the Christian greats. So it was definitely, um, I don't... And, Want to say, but I am that it's hubris, as in, in um, uh, my
1: child is worthy, right, of being resurrected. Yeah, and in the movie version of this, they would have staged this time, this week that they gave themselves to pray for the fund to build up, and then they would vanish and go on the lamb.
0: Yeah. Well, in the movie, all they did was I just check right now. All they did was shut down any comments. So I don't, that's, that's sort of a social going on the lamb because I, I'd be like them. I wouldn't want to hear people say, Oh, I'm sorry. She didn't get resurrected. Even that they don't want to hear it. Right. Yeah. It's a total wackadoo.
1: So, uh, This is, this is something that actually happened to somebody here locally. It doesn't have anything to do with a child. So, um, this, this man, his mother passed away and he kept her at the coroner's office for about a year and a half or two years. What? And I know, and he would go visit her Hmm. and then, (laughs) so our, our whole thought was, well, how much money did that cost? Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't just, like,
0: rent a room at the coroner's, can you?
1: I guess not. And that's probably what some of the GoFundMe was taking care of, and God knows what other costs. So um, my next question for you is, uh, have you heard of anyone being upset about the Starbucks cups this year? They say Merry Coffee.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: Well, Mary does bring the next word, Christmas, so I didn't they know if the Happy coffee? Holidays people... Right. What?
0: I don't know. I'm just trying to...
1: Maybe they should have said Happy Coffee.
0: I didn't know that they said that because I haven't been in a while. Yep, that's what the cups say. Well, I guess that just
1: makes half the people happy? I don't know. Merry Coffee. I like it. Yeah. They're still red and green.
0: Which I think that's taken from the pagan stuff anyway. So... Mm-hmm.
1: Blood and trees. Mm-hmm. I just made that up.
0: It's what it is. Well, I saw that your Christmas present from me to you came in today. I don't know if you saw it in the news, but your favorite and mine, vanilla ice. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say no. vanilla it's like Robbie Williams <laughs> vanilla ice says that he has talked to um Don Trump Jr, which is the vampire one, right?
1: That's the black haired one,
0: okay, what's with the, other the beard one's name Eric oh, okay, Eric uh so <laughs>
1: You might have been writing that down.
0: Okay. <laughs> Couldn't have on the list. So <laughs> Vanilla Ice. And yes. I just want to see those two standing next to each other. Don Trump sure. Jr., Vanilla Ice. Um, and he said he took to Don Jr. the idea of mm-hmm. building the Trump Memorial. No, nope, wish it was memorial. Trump <laughs> library. In a trailer park, in where you and I are from and where you are living now.
1: (laughs) I like how that story just says, you are now living in a trailer park.
0: (laughs) My grandmother lived in a trailer park down there. And South Florida trailer parks are a little different than trailer parks around the country. So when people talk about, oh, that person lives in a trailer park... They're very hip and active trailer parks in South Florida because a lot of snowbirds go down there and just want
1: some of them are and there are some that are very close to the beach.
0: Yeah. Yep. So um, let me look this up
1: finding it and then while you're looking that up did you know there are, there are some where the places look like houses and you think oh I'm getting a great bargain for this house but what you have to do is rent the land
0: Oh. and
1: that jacks up your cost
0: oh that makes sense so yeah they're really like my aunt and uncle stayed in some a few months out of the year in Orlando and they were the cabins that used to be like remember, Disney World used to have like Davy Crockett land or something. Um, okay. And it was like this, you know, where you could camp out and rent these cabins. Mm-hmm. And it was, so those got sold and moved, and they're like a trailer parkish thing. But really, they're just this tiny little neighborhood. And mm-hmm. all the people, the Disney lovers, live in there. But yeah, Vanilla Ice said, um, he has talked to the owner of, let me find the name of it, because I love the name of the trailer park, um, Briny Breezes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know where that is? Of course. So <laughs> the owner of that thinks it would be great. and Oh, my God. You're soon going to have a library there. So I'm like, you know what? And supposedly Don and them said, oh, we're really interested. So (laughs) I'm fascinated because I looked up Trump's reading list because every year Obama used to say his summer reading list. So I'm like, you know what? Let me check on Trump's. He did release one. Oh my God. And it is. It was four books all about him. No, all about him. No.
1: <laughs> Let me get it. Hold on. <laughs> that's that's fake. I mean, that sounds like uh, some kind of a. Let me just read it to
0: you from CNN. So it talked about all the ones that Obama had. I think this is. Twenty eighteen, but Obama had an American marriage by Tiara Jones, which I read very good. Educated by Tara Westover, which I read very good. Um Warlight by Michael Andante. You know, all these good stuff. Mm-hmm. Then Trump's list. Ready? The Russian mm-hmm. hope, the illicit scheme to clear Hillary <laughs> Clinton and frame Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um The Briefing, Politics, The Press, and the President by Sean Spicer. Um The Capitalist Comeback, The Trump Boom and the Left's plot to stop it.
1: Oh my and gosh. Okay.
0: Just, I'm like, that is not one. You know, he listened on Audible, and I wish he used slash deconversion.
1: Wow, that's tremendous. Thank you for keeping me updated with what's going on in my area.
0: You need to know. So we're going to take a break in January. Why don't you tell the listeners what we're going to be doing?
1: We're going to take a little break in January to go live some life and have some things to talk about. And we're going to do some behind-the-scenes activities and work on the podcast. But we'll get together every week for just a little bit of something. See, I was seeing to put out there.
0: what you would what? come up with, because I did not even know what we're going to do. But that sounded really good.
1: Well, thanks. Yeah,
0: I guess I'll do that. But yeah, we <laughs> do have some things coming up, maybe uh, one or two little partnerships um, with some other people who are doing things, maybe a few reruns. Um, we're going to be coming up with uh, different, projects, but we're also just going to catch up because right now we pretty much record and then edit and then put it out. So we want to bank a few episodes.
1: Yep. And it's the busy time of my year, so I'll be grounded here and exhausted every night. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just save some of that. You want me to mail you some hydrocodone? <laughs> no, I don't.
1: I don't want you to f- commit any kind of federal crime
0: if you grind it up and then
1: inhale it. Stop. There were people. What's wrong with you? I there were people. I take opioid abuse very seriously. <laughs> there were
0: guys at our Baptist college that crushed and then snorted Sudafed. Back in the day. And I thought that was hilarious and stupid until now. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm like, that's in meth and no wonder. Uh, that's
1: yeah. in meth, but it's not meth. Oh,
0: it's meth. No.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but feel free to write us at deconversiontherapy.com and send in your funny stories. Where? Why don't you tell us how Christmas went at your house? Tell, uh, that's a good one. Give us things that you got for Christmas, a little uh, comments about how you're not living up to expectations. Send those to us <laughs> at deconversiontherapypodcast.com. We have a place for that. And you can also write us and give us ideas and Things you want us to cover, because we've been making a list of those. People have some really interesting, fun things that we can talk about.
1: We've been making that list and checking it
0: twice. Finding out what we don't know that's
1: a lot. Finding out whether brown or white rice.
0: (laughs) No, it was going to be finding out. You've got to make it rhyme. It was going to be with vanilla ice.
1: Oh, that would have been better. Okay, we tried.
0: <laughs> That's the end of this year, and we're really appreciative of everyone. It blows our mind, and please don't be a keginer.
1: <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, like a Kaganer, sure. Did you see the the picture of them?
0: Yeah, I saw some. They're pretty cute. No, I just don't. I don't en- Joy looking
1: at statues with poop. Well, they're uh, tiny. They're like two inches high.
0: With tiny poop? I don't yep. like thing but <laughs> I've got a lot of problems. I get it. <laughs> See, I don't like these Kaganators because the poop has like a tip to it and that grip. <laughs>
1: Yes! The spring Nike collection is hideous.